Hi guys, Chris again. Uh, welcome back to <laughs> episode two on this podcast. I don't necessarily have a name just yet, but we'll um we'll call it Chris's podcast since I had to give it a name anyways. So I just finally got uh put on Spotify, so you could just search me up there at. Kurisu, K-I-R-U-S-U-U, and if you're wondering where I even got the name, it was actually just a uh, joke that I made up by myself. Uh, if you were to say my name in a Japanese accent, then you would somewhat get the 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 familiarity of the name. So like Chris, you know, Japanese people with a very heavy accent would say Kurisu. You know, so that's where that's where Kurisu came from. So starting off in this podcast, I actually just wanted to uh, start off with a couple uh, topics that some of my friends sent me, and these topics will include boba or coffee, and um, why I am the way I am. <laughs> uh, she she worded it why you are the way you are, like things that have hurt me and things that have shaped me from my past and all that fun stuff. So we'll talk about talk about boba and coffee first. Now, that's a very... <laughs> it, choosing either one would be really difficult for me, honestly, because of the fact that I am... Um, you know, I love both. I really do love both. Okay, I'm going to apologize for that. Again, I'm still outside right now. I'm actually hopping uh, on forward from my first episode of the podcast. I'm just out in a battle here at a park now. So going back to the question at hand, boba or coffee? Now, that's a very interesting question to give me, considering the fact um, I'm an Asian-American, and I really, 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 really love boba. And uh, coffee, I, shit, I love that. I love it too. I love Starbucks. I love uh, homemade coffee. I like any type of coffee you give me, aside from black coffee. I, I can't drink that. I don't know how people drink just straight up black coffee. That That's nasty. That really is nasty. So, if I were to pick boba or coffee, I think I would choose coffee i mean coffee is a lot uh it has more effect on me and i have more use for it than i do with boba i naturally drink coffee probably like i don't know 10 times a week i would drink one almost every morning probably stop by starbucks and grab a grande or venti of a frappuccino or something uh, necessarily only because I'm I'm a very tired guy. I get tired very easily, and I hate waking up and just having coffee to get me to start doing my stuff. Actually, really, it really helps. I really love boba. I just the texture of it and the taste that comes from the different type of teas like milk tea, jasmine tea, honey jasmine, passion fruit tea. You know, all the varieties in which a boba could go into, I loved. But coffee would mainly be the the thing that I want to drink the most. So that answers the question whether or not I would like to have coffee or boba. Simply coffee because it'll keep me up and it'll give me a lot of stamina 
later on throughout the day. Now, on to the next part of this episode. We are going to talk about things that happen in my past or happened to me to shape me to be the person that I am today. I would like to think that I'm generally well-known, and that's only because of the fact when I went to school, I had a lot of white hair. And when I mean a lot, you could probably mistaken me for someone early 30s, mid-30s. I had a lot of white hair, and it was very unusual for a kid around the age from 14 to 18 to have that much white hair. Naturally, I would get questions like, are you really uh, that age, like 15 years old? You have so much white hair. How do you have so much white hair? And there's times where students would actually mistake me for a teacher. And uh, it's not a specific teacher. They would just assume that I'm a teacher simply because uh, I never really liked to dress the way um, my generation dresses. I kind of like to keep it... uh, What's the word? I kind of like to make myself look somewhat presentable. That doesn't mean I would come up with uh, formal dress pants and with a uh, long sleeve uh, button up tucked into my pants. No, I I don't want to look like that every day, but I would just kind of look, I would look a lot older than I do with my peers where most of my peers would dress casually and with the trend. And, you know, I'm just dressed to look okay or to look nice you know I really don't care about what people thought about how I dressed or my dress style because honestly you know um as long as you believe in yourself and you know you have that that fire inside of you that just doesn't care about what other people's opinion um about you is you know you'll you'll definitely get thrown out the day and I'm not saying I'm like that there's some points where I do care about what people think about think about me, like in certain topics such as uh, my intelligence and uh, my witfulness. But uh, but yeah, you know, um, I'm just I'm just I like to think I'm very uh, generally known just because of my white hair. Not only that, um, throughout high school I was part of the NJRTC program, so. You know, a lot of people used to consider me a Razi Nazi, meaning, you know, I'm just a uh, full NJRTC kid. I don't care about anything else but military time. Like, ever seen that one Vine? Uh, I don't think it was a Vine. I think it was actually a video. Uh, this kid was, there was these two toddlers, not toddlers, but uh, kids, you know, I would say around the age of 11, 12, each of them picking on each other. And the other kid just goes, uh, you know what, you're you're disrespecting your future U.S. Army soldier. You know, a lot of people would consider that to be me throughout my freshman, sophomore year. Throughout my junior, senior year, I kind of just started going downhill. I just didn't really start to feel for ROTC anymore. But um, it was still a great program, and I would also consider that one of the reasons why a lot of people um, knew me. I was that, uh, I, I'm not saying I'm popular. I definitely am not popular, but I was just well known, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know that's enough about who I was in high school. Um, a lot, a lot of things about me. I love to ice skate. Ice skate is one of the many things I enjoy doing. And living in a town called Hemet, there's really not much you could do that's similar to ice skating besides roller skating. And let me tell you, that place to roller skate ain't really good. 
but we'll keep it at that. But yeah, I um, I grew up loving ice skating. Uh, I'm a very uh, open-minded person when it comes to music. I love to listen to music. Music is a, I consider it one of the many things that uh, keeps keeps a lot of people going, you know. Music has meaning and messages, and uh, I really love music that has all that. Nowadays, I don't really keep up with a lot of the music that people make here and there, like from 2017 or 2019. I um, I don't really prefer to listen to that type of music that um, that just talks mainly about, you know, fucking girls or... Uh, drugs, money, and, you know, that's all you should worry about. No, I'm, I'm a kind of a, I kind of don't enjoy that type of music. I would listen to it here and there because it may have a catchy tune and all, but um, I wouldn't prefer to listen to those type of music. Honestly, I like to listen to a lot of old music, you know, from 60s to early 2000s to late 2000s, uh, not late 2000s, but like around 2010. And, um, you know, that's the type of music I like to listen to. I also love listening to a lot of foreign music, foreign music being Korean music, Chinese music, Filipino music. And um, honestly, that's probably the main genre that I listen to. I listen to a lot of Filipino music. And it's because um, I never mentioned it. I did mention I'm Asian American, but I am also Chinese and Filipino. So, um all those Filipino music obviously comes from my culture and the way that I was raised. And, you know, I just, I really prefer to listen to Filipino music over uh, a lot of music that's created nowadays. Uh, what else about me from my past? Uh, ice skating, old music, foreign music, uh, music in general, playing music, actually. I first started off with the violin. Now the violin, um, violin was okay. I mean, I got bored of it. I was pretty good at it. I would consider myself intermediate, uh, not advanced. I don't know. I was only like, what, a fifth, sixth grader when I started off with the violin. (sighs) Uh, Sorry, excuse me. Uh, From fifth grade to sixth grade, I did start off with violin and I just got bored of it easily, you know, G-D-A-E, Good Dogs Always Eat was the acronym to remember for the strings, um, I had to learn a bunch of other stuff too, but I just really got bored of the violin, and my shoulder really hurt, uh, I never used a shoulder rest, I always thought it was such a hassle to put on, but honestly it really isn't, I was just a lazy kid, but, <laughs> yeah, um, I quit the violin going into seventh grade because, I got into the guitar and piano. Uh, guitar, um, yeah, we won't mention the guitar. I kind of quit guitar too. I was just getting really bored of it. And I don't know, something about the piano really piqued my interest. Just uh, It looked really difficult, and I don't know why. I guess it was just because of the fact that it was like, it was uh, a whole bunch of keys and so many notes to play and all that, but honestly, piano was one of the easiest instruments that I've picked up, and it was the most beautiful sounding instrument that I've ever played, and I was introduced to the piano by my friend, um, Amanda, and we'll get to my past with her as well, because she was a big part of my life, 
but um but yeah she i was at her house and she was training on the piano like when i mean training she would go into like those you know prodigy music talent shows or music competitions and this girl could like us just being sixth graders she could go from one end of the keyboard or piano to the other end and make it sound so like so smooth it was very soothing and I was very uh what's the word I was very interested I was very inspired I was very inspired to play the piano because of her so I took it up and I learned a couple stuff I learned how to play for at least by Beethoven and then on I really had a hard time reading notes I could read I could have read the notes but for the most part I always learned how to play by ear and uh, when I played by ear, that allowed me the ability to improvise. Um, improvising whether something happens and I mess up on a key or, you know, just um, just to improvise for the fun of it. So that's all about uh, piano. I also picked up ukulele. I don't know why, you know, I'm a Filipino guy, but I didn't pick up ukulele until my junior year. And of course... Um, for all my uh, Asian Americans, we all know that the Filipino national anthem for a ukulele would be Lemonade by Jeremy Passion. And um, of course, that was the first song that I, I ended up learning. But, you know, I still play ukulele. I still play piano up to this day. But that's pretty much it with uh, me playing music. Now, on to uh the past is there anything else that i meant did not mention before i go on to the past mentioned ice skating mentioned music um and i okay yeah so where to begin i don't really remember too much from before second grade and i mean life was just life i was a baby i did up as a toddler and i uh ended up moving forward I mean that's what you do in life you you move forward there's not much you could do but second grade specifically I ended up moving to a lovely town called Lemon Grove near Spring Valley and um, I was very conscious as a second grader I knew what was going on I knew like from right and wrong and all that I was a really smart second grader and moving from I don't know where it was anymore, but moving from whatever location to Lemon Grove really kind of like affected me because I grew up with a lot of people from like preschool to first grade and I had a crush named Camilla at the time and um, not much I could tell you about that other than the fact that I remember having a crush from a girl named Camilla. But um, but yeah, I moved to Lemon Grove, went to a school named Mount Vernon in second grade and I was a... Uh, it was nice. It was nice. Eventually, I ended up meeting a girl in that town named Amanda, and um, so to say, she was uh, she was really great. You know, she uh, she was fantastic to grow up with. She really shaped me to be who I am today. Um, well, I wouldn't say that completely. Uh, <laughs> she shaped a lot of my hobbies and. Um, aspirations into clay and all that but uh going on we ended up becoming friends because of school and then that was that um 
yeah, we ended up becoming friends because of school, and we did a lot together. And when I mean we did a lot together, we did a lot of things together. Um, sometimes on weekends, I would walk to her house because she lived next to this park, and uh, the park was very close by. So I would end up going to the park, and we would hang out. Of course, we were supervised by her by her mom. She never had a father. She did. I mean, of course, you have you need to have like a male counterpart for your mother in order to be created but going on um going on with that yeah she her father left them and it was just her mother her sister and you know her herself she was a very kind young girl and uh she did a lot for me she showed me ice skating she was the one who actually got me into ice skating she's the one who actually got me into all those old music and uh, eventually she got me into K-pop. She was Korean and American. And uh, yeah, she ended up getting me into K-pop. I listened to uh, Big Bang, 2NE1, Wonder Girls, you know, the old school K-pop. But uh, yeah, we actually ended up becoming a lot closer. And by the end of sixth grade, we dated where I... You know, I ended up asking her to become my girlfriend because a lot of kids in my grade were starting to get girlfriends. And I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of that, too. And um, I understood what it was like or not what it was like, but, you know, I guess you could say requirements to have a girlfriend at the time. You know, all I thought about was, you know, you need to have a girl to like you. You guys need to hold hands. You guys need to hug. And, you know, eventually you guys kiss when you guys become girlfriend, boyfriend. And I was all for that shit. I was a romantic little boy. And, um, you know, I asked her out at the end of sixth grade. And, um, of course she said, yes. Turns out that she, uh, she liked me. Turns out she liked me for quite some time since second grade. I guess I really did put a first impression on her. Um, we went to school together, uh, after sixth grade. Um, Side note, I don't know what it is with other elementary schools because I hear that it's first grade to fifth grade that's elementary and then you go to middle school in sixth grade. Uh, In San Diego, we had to go to first through sixth grade. Then we go to middle school, seventh grade. And uh, I just wanted to put that out there so so no one gets on my ass. But going on, we went to an academy together and uh, she was a very well-known girl. She... uh, She was very well known. She was part of that whole student council thing. If memory serves me right, she was like treasurer or VP or something like that. And uh, I guess she was really important. And I was just some dude with white hair that played music. And I had like an Asian fro sometimes because I wouldn't cut my hair until like, I don't know, a couple months. But, um, But yeah, she was very well known. And I was just kind of like a small underdog. And I didn't really mind that. I, ooh, excuse me. Um, I really didn't mind being a small underdog because I enjoyed what I had and I was grateful for what I had and who I was with at the time. But yeah, you know, seventh grade, I was just known as a kid with white hair who plays the piano in Mr. Lipford's class. And that's it. Mm. We went to the academy together, but I ended up moving to Hemet after seventh grade. And, you know, I had to say my goodbyes, but we never broke up. We never did. And going to Hemet, I was, 
I was drawn to the fact that if you're in a relationship, you need to be near that person or close by that person at all times. And, you know, dating Amanda, I was always with her, you know, we never stopped doing what uh, she showed me. We never stopped playing piano together. We never stopped playing, uh, or we never stopped ice skating together and we never stopped stargazing with each other. And, uh, you know, all of that changed when I moved to Hemet, and I never really got to do all that. And I was like, you know what, I think we should break up because, um, because, you know, the distance, you know, I was, like I said, I was so bent up with the fact that, man, you know, I need to be there, but I can't. So you should have someone there for you rather than me. But persistent as she always was, you know, she stayed with me stayed with me and that's one thing I always admired about her was her persistency she was so persistent about a lot of things and that's one thing I'll always definitely miss about her um you know throughout eighth grade we would argue here and there because I would always want to break up and um yeah I just would want to break up but one day, uh, she ended up not responding to my text, and, you know, we just kind of argued, and one week passes by, and I find out that she actually passed away from a accident, so, you know, there goes some stress on my back, and I stressed about it a lot, being a kid, and, you know, it, it is... But it is, uh, yeah, it is what it is. But I will, I will never be, uh, I will never forget her. You know, I'm always grateful for who she was and what she did for me. She gave me all the hobbies I love to do now, and she kind of shaped me to be the person who I am. Um, I won't really go into details on that story. There's a whole bunch of other, uh, there's a whole bunch of other details that I could get into. But naturally, I only tell this to my closest friends, but I could give you guys the gist because I finally learned to let go of uh, the tragedy. I finally learned to let go and I've accepted it with all my heart and I will always remember her for what she's done to me. And I guess you could say that my the amount of white hair kind of also serves as a remembrance towards her. So, you know, I'm grateful for her. I always will be. So, you know, that's some of the things that shaped me to be the person that I am today. To learn to accept, to learn to forgive, to learn to let go, and to learn to always be kind to others and never be cowardly. And there's points and times where I it's hard to go by those words. Even Even myself, I sometimes don't go by those words. But, you know, I do try my best, not only for her, but just because it's the type of person that I want to be. I want to be a person that's there for everybody. I want to be the person that could be the cushion for you to fall back onto if you need it. And I just want to be that shoulder that you cry onto. And, you know, that's just who I am and who I wish to be. I'm just a very generous, helpful guy, I guess. This I don't know if there's people that would consider me to be like that, but, you know, I myself, for one, if I believe it, then I know that I'm that, you know? 
and that pretty much ends to this episode uh this episode <laughs> yeah um thank you for bearing with me till the end and listening to everything i have to say you know it's um it's a small journey but this whole podcasting i don't really have a big audience or a big platform all i could really do is just shout myself out on instagram or snapchat and um hope that people will you know take the time to listen and you know i'm very grateful for you guys that stuck to the end that ended up listening to this uh segment and with that being said thank you guys for listening and i do hope that you guys come through for the next episode bye